It is November 16th, 2022. We are in our studio whoop, whoop, in Provo, Utah. I am currently charging my laptop. Which is irrelevant, though, because we, we use our expensive speakers on this program. No, no, correct. We have like speakers and mics and like a full audio set. Yes. Just, just so the people know that my that my laptop is being charged in case people were wondering. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, it was dead. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, Ben and I with some buddies just went saw BYU get a last second win over Missouri State. Yep. That was a pretty exciting game. Um, down hall freshman. Uh, hit the game winning shot with a second and a half left. It was a pretty gritty win. Uh, we made some adjustments in the second half. I'm trying to think, we had 10 turnovers at the half. How many did we end up with for the game? Definitely not 10. Uh, yeah, it well, was. I mean, like, definitely not 10 in the second half. Yeah, that San Diego. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that San Diego State game, because that, because we. We recorded before that game. BYU. Three turnovers in the second half. So we had 13 total turnovers in this game. And then BYU. Step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, BYU against San Diego State. You know, it's on the road. Top 25 team. Uh, it's probably. I was expecting us to lose. That was definitely a winnable game. I think the better team ended up winning. BYU was yeah. just still trying to find their groove. San Diego State. Um, pretty solid team. Uh, terrible officiating. It, yeah. it seems like BYU, even this game, there's been some horrible, horrible calls um, against BYU. Um, I'm also biased, but uh, I think I think most people would probably agree. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot to be desired. There's a lot to be desired, but, you know, BYU loses seven points on the road to San Diego State, so it was nice. Yeah. BYU felt like the better team this game. There's some sloppy game, uh, turnovers. Uh, transfer, Detroit Mercy, transfer, Noah Waterman. Off the bench. Off the bench, hit five threes, was five for five, and then went five for six with an air ball. So, yeah. um, uh, that, that shot was kind of rushed. And I, I don't know. I think he was just really feeling it. So, But, you know, it was exciting. But uh, there's more college basketball to be talked about. So, let's talk – Let's talk a little college basketball. We'll get into our picks from last weekend, which it's, I feel like it's just getting worse as the season goes on. Really you, you know how – I don't know if we've discussed this on air or off air, or I don't even know if this was with you, but BYU as a football team, it seems like you should be getting better as the year goes on. But, yeah, BYU just always seems to do worse. I feel like that's us. I feel like the beginning of the year, our picks were pretty solid, pretty consistent, yeah. three, four out of five. Which is like now we, we have more information on like like what these teams look like. And by getting more information that helps us, we have used that to hurt us. I also think Vegas has gotten better. So Yeah, Vegas is just like screwing with my mind yeah. currently. What would be like to work for Vegas like that? Picking spreads. I wonder what goes into Dude, that. Dude, I like I I've de- I've determined though this week. I've I've already looked at our games, and I I feel like I I 
feel like I've got a good handle on this weak slate. Like I see what Vegas is trying to do. <laughs> they're not going to get us. No, they're not. They're not. And then I don't understand how they just know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, anyways. Anyways, we'll move on. All right, let's talk college basketball. So, right now Gonzaga is playing Texas, getting quite the beat down. Should we just talk about their two games? Yeah, I was gonna bring up uh, Michigan State as well as a team we need to talk about. Yeah, let's let's just okay, let's just start. And then Kentucky, we include Kentucky, Kansas, Duke. Those yeah, let's let's teams. start from the Carrier game. Yeah. So that was a fun game, exciting game. Again, uh, playing a game. What was it? What where did they play at? Aircraft carrier. They were on an aircraft carrier. <laughs> I I I'm actually shocked that they. Did that. Just did that because yeah, like the floor was wet. They just kept slipping. Mm-hmm. Wind was actually a factor. The sun was a factor for a part of the first mm-hmm. half. There's just a, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. But that was a great game. Came down to the wire. Michigan State had the last second three pointer that they missed and they end up losing by one or two. Yeah, one. End up losing by one. Uh, what are some of your takeaways from that game? Because that was our first look at both teams. Um, my takeaway from that game is what I feel like. Like Gonzaga is a pretty good team still. Um, I'm definitely not going to count them out by any means, but it, it feels like it confirmed what I've already said on this podcast that Drew Timmy's a very good player, and his the guards are not are nowhere near the level that they've been in the past few years. They don't have a Jalen Suggs. They don't have an Andrew Nembhard. They don't have Kispert, Kispert Joel Ayayi. Uh, they still don't have any guys like that. Just like real – I mean, they've got decent, some decent guards, but just no nothing out of the ordinary. And that's, that's made it hard because I think Drew Timmy uh, has been, a, you know, a great player for them over the last few years. But with that being said, he's had other factors that open up the floor for him. Um, having a guy like Chet Holmgren, I felt like helps uh, alleviate a lot of um, kind of stress that he would have to deal with. And so I think he did a great job um, of covering up for Drew Timmy, allowing Drew Timmy. I, I guess my point is Drew Timmy has been put in like better situations in the past. And I think now it feels like they're fully relying on him, and I'm not sure if that's going to really get them far. Yeah, I agree. I think, especially still very good team, probably a one seed still, but I'll, this team is is obviously not as good as the last two years. Yeah, which three even four. But yeah, this yeah they, this is definitely their weakest team I'd say in a while so far right I mean who knows something something could change after tonight um and they just yeah. just go crazy I uh I I agree I think especially against a physical team like Michigan State Michigan State's also good Michigan State is is very good for sure them not right. being ranked is kind of confusing. It, it, I mean, they will be ranked so this next yeah, they're, time. They're a top twenty-five team. You have Sissoko and um, Hogard. I really like those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Hauser shot lights out last night. Yeah, if we're if we're talking uh, this aircraft carrier game. Joey yeah, Hauser yeah, wasn't yeah, much of a factor. 
no, wasn't much of a factor. Um, but uh, but obviously, um, you know, we're talking about last night with Michigan State, Kentucky. He was, I mean, he was the guy. Yeah. Um, that kept them in the game, and then eventually, uh, Michigan State ended up winning. But you're just looking like his brother last night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. To your point, Michigan State and Tom Izzo historically are a very physical team. Mm-hmm. Drew Timmy, good big man, but that's not his strength. No. No pun intended. He's a. He's, he's a, His strength is not his strength. Correct. His he strength is, is he's his. He's a good down low player. Great post player. Great footwork. Great footwork. Great Smart post moves. Player. Um. Has a lot of finesse. But he is a finesse player. He's not a brute strength guy, so you can beat him up. Yeah, um, that's been. I I think what we've learned about Gonzaga is that there's a couple of keys that to beat him. Just truly, you know, just athleticism. They're not that athletic ever, really. Uh, I mean, they're not unathletic, but there's many teams that are more athletic. They're skilled. They're smart, and they're well uh, they're coached. Again, well coached. that's that's yeah, that's their strength. They're not going to run and gun you like a Houston or they're like just a gonna be Baylor at basketball. Yeah, but you get some guys who are also very good at basketball and who are not afraid to get physical, um, to push the pace, to make Gonzaga uncomfortable by trying to force them to play a more physical game. Yeah, that's but, the key. But, I think people are figuring that out. Yeah, but I will say, I mean, Drew Timmy had twenty two points and thirteen boards. Um, yeah, he took over in the second half. Was a big reason why. Uh, I think uh, I think Efton Reed, the transfer from LSU, I think he should play more. Because I, yeah. to your point, I feel like if you have another physical Richmond, Virginia, shout out RVA. I feel like if you have, if you have like a someone with Timmy that's more physical, he can take that load off. But here here's a counter argument to that. Um do you really think Drew Timmy can play the four with a five who's not a stretch five? Uh I, I mean think that's the issue. I think I think you very congested. I think you could though. Um because that's a that's a scheme you can put out where, um, I mean, if you want, if the designs get Timmy the ball down low, you ha- you just send, for example, Reed yeah. out to the wing, out to the corner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, is he going to be a threat from out there? No, but it's going to drag that defender away, assuming they're in man. Yeah, if I mean, in- I would argue that you then just you completely sack. Because he will not hit a shot coming out there. I mean, that's I the think, issue. and I think that's what Mark Few does not play them together much. He hasn't wanted to, um, and I think that's an issue. That's saying that they've got to. I agree with you. That's their best shot. They've just got to figure out how to make the two of them work together. I think, um, because I just think that. Efton Reed is uh, he's too good to probably not to play eleven minutes like he did 
against Michigan. Yeah, I was about to say how how much did they play that game. Eleven minutes had four points, one rebound. In those eleven minutes, he found a way to get four fouls. So congrats to him. That's impressive. It is. Um, yeah, I I think I do think though. Uh, I guess if you like, my mind is that if Efton, Efton, sorry, Efton, Reed, right. Mm-hmm. If, if you right, whatever play design and you come off him uh what's stopping him from and what you double timmy what's stopping him from like coming to like the other block or something timmy just dumping it off yeah, to it's him true, it's true. and then if there's more help then you dump it off to mm-hmm. in theory a shooter bolton strawther whatever right um yeah. but like you like you said that's not you, know, you don't have Neb Neb Hard. You don't have Kispert. You don't have I I. You don't have these guys that are, uh, but you cannot leave them open. Yeah. I mean, Strother was four fourteen from the field. Uh, I mean, he hit a couple shots. Anyway, there's. I think I don't think this game is very telling. Uh, I think Michigan State it's will be early. good, and I think Gonzaga will be good. Right. Yeah. Um, it was just a fun game to watch in a weird condition. Yeah. Um. And so that makes things interesting. If you're talking last night, let's just go. Let's just go chronological order. Yeah. So. So. State. Yeah. So then you go Michigan State to the Kentucky game, and I first of all I love Dickie V. I'm glad that he's like healthy. He I feel like he brings a lot of energy to the broadcast. I love that he points out certain things, like he was pointing out how into the game Cal Perry and Izzo were like screaming getting like Joey Hauser would come around the screen yeah you know curl off a screen hit a little mid-range jumper to like either tie the game or bring it within a possession or whatever Tom Izzo just pumping his fist just super super pumped up and yeah. and you know Dickie V's loving it I um that was a great game uh it was awesome. Okay, and it's it's cool. Joey Hauser going from literally not a factor against Gonzaga. Uh, you know, if if he hits a couple shots, you know, the game would be different. But they could win that game against Gonzaga. Um, yeah. But he he was the reason why they were within striking distance. And, and then they, they had talked to him apparently before the game about like, um, I think it was Holly Rowe talked to him. Sort of about how he got his mind right after having that poor game against uh, Gonzaga on the on the aircraft carrier because it was on an aircraft carrier. Just, just saying. Yeah. And so over the weekend he went to Boston to see his brother Sam play. Uh, Sam had a really good game, and apparently he was just sort of inspired by that and brotherly came love out, came out gunning. Uh, he started out very poor, and then got things going. I think he's going to be a big uh, factor. He's going to be an X factor for them this year. They need good Joey Hauser, and they need him consistently. I mean, maybe not 23 points Joey Hauser, but like 15 points Joey Hauser. You need to, you need, they need that. Well, he's an off-ball threat. That's exactly what he is. And... He's just like his and, brother. He plays and, yeah. just like his brother. But he's the only off-ball threat, really. Yeah. Hogard is more with the ball. Same with Walker. Uh, Sissoko and Hall are big guys. Um, yeah. 
I I think the, my biggest takeaway from from this game was that was Joey Hauser, um, Oscar Shibwe, which he came off the bench, which I kind of according to uh, ESPN I didn't catch the absolute beginning, uh, but you know he played thirty four minutes, had twenty two points, eight boards, and he had four blocks. So dude, dude's just a monster. Uh, He's I, I I love watching him play. Um, Severe right. Wheeler also came off the bench too, which I love. That was interesting, too. but I thought it was cool. I like that. Um, I I came out, I think more impressed. Like Kentucky lost this game, but I came out impressed with Kentucky as well. I think these are two really good teams. Uh, Jacob Toppin was a good was a big factor. Yeah. Uh, C.J. Frederick. I, he's a better shooter than he showed the transfer from Iowa. Um, Severe, Severe Wheeler, Oscar Shibwe, great players. Who stood out to me was Cason uh, Wallace. He was the number five uh, player in the country in the 2022 class. Uh, so he's a freshman. He was playing really the starting point guard role, and he was doing a great job just like – just seemed physically mature, mentally mature, just made good decisions, skilled, uh, just kind of a bigger set guy. Just he, he reminded me a lot of like I'm like, oh, this is this year's Ty Ty Washington. Yeah. I something I liked about Kentucky was uh something they I feel like they're more team oriented than like they have been. Than they have been in years past. Because they have veterans. Yeah, that's they have yeah. a mix. Yeah, you don't have a lot of these one and duns. Uh, I I just really like that style of ball. Uh, yeah. Another another big takeaway was how do you Michigan State down two with a few seconds left and they have the ball underneath the basket. How do you give up that wide open dunk? That wide open. Yeah. Um, I, I obviously you know it that's happens tough. right miscommunications or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just the one thing you can't ha- can't have. You gotta have someone at least underneath yeah. the basket. Uh, Agreed. Because Kentucky probably should have won the game. They definitely should. I think Oscar Shibwe fouling out was a big factor. Yeah. Well, when you have the National Player of the Year foul out, that and kind your of, best that, player, shockingly, that kind of matters. Hey, yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously a lot of momentum was shifted and. It was uh I don't know, no, it was it was a fun it was a fun game to watch and then Michigan State was able to pull it away. Uh, I just I just think you know, we talk about Big Twelve basketball. Um, SEC the past couple of years has really stepped up as a conference when it comes to basketball. Kentucky's always been there. Florida historically these past 10, 15 years has always been pretty solid. Other than that, though, really no other teams have stepped up. But we talk about these conferences, right? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, like I said, SEC, Arkansas, Auburn, Alabama, right? Uh, but the Big Ten, I always kind of forget, like, that's a brutal conference to play ball in. Uh, if you're Michigan State, you got to face Purdue, got to face Ohio State, mm-hmm. got to face Michigan. All these programs are returning these big boys, Illinois. Um uh, Northwestern, <laughs> Northwestern had a big win tonight against uh, either tonight or last night against Georgetown. 
Um, but it's like the one major level team that's worse. <laughs> oh, but it, it the Big Ten's gonna be fun to watch this year. It, it always is. But that was just yeah. kind of a little reminder. Penn State apparently is supposed to be pretty good. Um, they're supposed to take a, a jump. Uh, and even last year they were pretty good. So watching Michigan State is gonna be fun. Watching Big Ten is gonna be fun. Not gonna be sad. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch Kentucky. I really like that Kentucky team. Yeah, and obviously the ACC is yeah. it's always good. Uh, they they've had maybe past couple of years maybe so you could say somewhat of a down year, but then see UNT and Duke making their runs. ACC is always solid, but ACC really really bad this year. There's really bad. There's UNC, Duke, UVA. That's it. I'm trying because you know in the past Tech, Virginia Tech has. Okay, okay. I think Tech deserves to be next, but like I think it's UVA, Duke, UVA, UVA, UNC. You said UVA twice. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's a big drop off, and then yeah, I think there's definitely drop off. Uh, Also, who deserves to be in that conversation? This is a really good Miami. Yeah, I mean, even my yeah, Miami had that run last year, was it? Yeah, and they brought back um, Isaiah Wong, uh, who was one of their best players. But yeah, so like, obviously, uh, it, but the ACC like it's always noteworthy, right? So yeah, yeah. Speaking of ACC, let's talk a little Duke Kansas. Yeah. I was coaching my girls' AAU volleyball team, so I was completely out of the loop for that game. Yeah. I have not even seen highlights or anything. So why don't you give kind of your analysis what you saw? Um there's a new villain in town. Yes, there is. There's a new villain in town? Yes, there is. Um so with this Kansas uh Duke game, uh really the first half of this game I was like both these teams are not very good. Um and I still think both teams are not great right now. But in the second half you started seeing guys make plays, the intensity level um was raised the competitiveness was raised and the overall play quality was raised as well i think this kansas team is going to be largely relying on just a couple guys they were missing uh bill self bill self is suspended um so they're missing him and they're missing one of their best freshmen mj rice who i think is going to make a big impact for them uh, really, there's two guys to me that stood out. Jalen Wilson, one of their main guys, starters, who won them a national championship last year. He's the most noteworthy returner. And then freshman Grady Dick, 6'8", 205, uh, local guy from Kansas. He's a great player. He was really exciting, very skilled, very athletic. Uh, he's a fun guy to watch. And on, on the Duke side of things, uh, they're missing uh, – uh, Derek uh, Whitehead, who might be their best freshman this year, but Jeremy Roach just kind of did exactly what you expected him to do. The guy who stood out, who played really well uh, out of the freshman, was uh, Filipowski, um, the freshman big man. He's a seven footer, seven foot, two hundred thirty pound. Uh, center, but he also has some sort of guard skills. He's definitely mobile. He can stretch the floor a little bit. He is also primed to be the next Duke villain. He was just, I don't know, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the 
the picture flying around of him complaining about a call looking like just the biggest Duke idiot ever. <laughs> and it was just so great. It's great to have those guys back. It's great to have um, hateable Duke players uh, because they're led by a guy who was uh, a hateable Duke player uh, as their head coach now. He's, you know, now that Mr. K is gone, uh, they have, they've gone back to uh, what works for them, which is which is flopping uh, and annoying white guys. So, uh, props to them for for becoming annoying again. But they're a pretty good team. I actually liked what I saw from them. Uh, Ryan Young also, 6'10", 235 center, just this big, goofy-looking guy. He fits as, like, the next Brian Zubek or, like, Plumley, where you're like, this guy isn't good, but he's just a funny, awkward white guy. Big boy. Yeah, we love that. That's what that's what Duke's meant to be. So it was good to see uh, annoying Duke back. If only Coach K was still around. Mr. K. Um, yeah, yeah, Mr. K. He's no longer a coach. Yeah, yeah, and because they named their, they named his dog because I don't know if you saw at the end of the last season he was gifted a puppy, and they named the puppy Coach. So that's Coach K. Uh, the dog is Coach K. I like it. What used to be Coach K is Mr. K. Mr. K. Okay. That is a uh, that is what I've been taught. That's what I've been told by uh, Tate Frazier and Mark Titus. So, <laughs> you know, uh, it's Mr. K. Mr. K. You know, Filipowski. Did I say that right? Yeah, Kyle Filipowski. Filipowski. You know who he is, right? Like you know, who, he's a spitting image. Um, you know who else was a big man out of New York? He played at Duke. Who had guard bike skills? Christian Leitner. Christian Leitner. Yep. He's he's the next Christian Leitner. Yeah. My he's, hope is my hope is that we get to see him for at least a couple years. I think he looked really good last night, uh, but I think they were like some of the uh, kind of reports coming out of early season practices is he wasn't fully that one and done type guy. At first, yeah. the guys who, who sort of, uh, I mean, he was ranked like fourth in the country. He still may end up being that kind of guy. Uh, they just got a good batch of freshmen right now. Mark Mitchell's really solid. He could be a one and done. Lively's still hurt. He came off the bench. He's their highest recruited guy, along with Whitehead, who didn't play. And then another multi-year guy who's pretty good. Uh, Proctor was very bad in the first half, but he turned it around, made some big shots down the stretch off the bench. Uh, from Australia, freshman from Australia. Ooh. Um, ben Simmons. I uh, said he made shots. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So no. <laughs> oh. Jack White. <laughs> Except nothing like Jack White. Oh. Um, um. This is. I, I want to point out a few things. Just looking at the stats purely. Again, I really have not seen the game. Right. A couple things. Duke had a total of eight assists versus Kansas is twenty one. Yeah. Both, also, both teams missed, like, every shot they took. Both teams, Duke was 3 of 21 from 3. Yeah. And Kansas was 3 of 19. Yeah, yeah. It was, which it was is about 15% for both. Like, that is atrocious. Um, Not wrong. So, uh, I would really like to see this game. Uh, but they're not great right now, but, like, you could see the pieces 
they have the talent yeah, to be and good. again, it's early on, right? Yeah, and, like, you really just... What's great about, like, college basketball is you watch some of these teams lose in early season games. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Uh, it's about what they do later. It's about the ride. It's about the development. I, I think both these teams could develop to be very solid teams, uh, very good teams, top 10 teams. I don't look at either of these right now and go, they're in the top tier national championship contender. Yeah. But, uh, but something about these early season games, I think losing them, and that's what makes it fun. I don't think losing them is necessarily a big deal, but winning them just fun. makes it so much easier in the long run. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, thank goodness we had that ugly win early on in the season. Um, I mean, even BYU tonight, right? Like, like losing, if we lost to Missouri State, that's, that's like a quad it. two, that's like a quad two loss yeah, yeah. at home that, again, you probably should win, but it's not terrible yeah um but thank goodness like we had that right so yeah we um, can also mention texas mention texas right now because they are destroying or they they, de- they, destroyed. they destroyed um they destroyed gonzaga by 19 uh speaking of texas teams um houston obliterated texas southern so slowly houston's making me eat my own words when i said that i don't think they'll be that good um or as good as they are sought out to be. I stand by, I think they're the best team in the country. Um, so we will see what happens there. I think one more thing, and then we'll move on, was um, I think a big game that no one's really talking about. That, like you said, maybe it's not a big deal. You can overreact. Um, when was it? Uh, was it? Was it Monday? Was it? Um. Yeah, let me just confirm this real quick. It was it was Monday. TCU lost at home. The Northwestern State. This TCU team, I if, like. I don't know about them. They might have been a little overrated. Like you know, against early on, uh, they were two of twenty one from three. Their yeah. lead score had twelve. And then their next lead score had ten, mm-hmm. and then everyone else was in single digits. Um, hey, I, I just know that you probably shouldn't drop that game <laughs> if you're yeah. a Big Twelve team at home. And I think they're they're a big physical team, and the thought was of why I mean they gave Arizona a great game of tournament last year, and people were like, oh, they bring everyone back and they'll improve the shooting. Doesn't and, seem like they've improved the shooting. And if they haven't improved the shooting, they're not a better team than they were last year. They're not a top 25 team. You know who Northwestern State lost to the game before they beat TCU? Was it Illinois State? Was Seneca Knight and company. Yeah, and Malachi Poindexter. Yeah, Malachi Poindexter. Former walk-on from Virginia. Um, Poindexter had eight points and played 29 minutes, and Seneca Knight had five points and played 32 minutes. So, um, But, hey, they got the dubs over Northwestern State, who got the dub over TCU. So, therefore, in that logic, Illinois State would beat TCU. So, um, I thought that was kind of – I thought that was pretty noteworthy. Um, Other than that, your boys – excuse me, our boys of the Cavaliers. um, Yeah. Destroyed Monmouth, and uh, it was – it was fun to watch like good basketball, pure yeah. basketball. So, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and as we transition into uh, college football, 
So, um, Virginia, I was going to mention, because the last game they played was Monmouth. They were supposed to play Monday night. Uh, but that game was canceled, unfortunately. I think it'd be remiss, especially being from Virginia, uh, me growing up a Virginia fan, having uh, my dad go to school there, just the tragic, horrible death of uh, three UVA football players, um, the injury of, of another. Um, it's just it's just horrible, especially all three had all indications. Uh, I've definitely you know been kind of shaken by it, so I, I look into some of the stories of them. They're all just great, great human beings, all indications, just just amazing people. And I'm not just saying that, like, like it's really genuine when I say that. Like, just these amazing, like, in community service, uh, all their classmates who are, and professors who are not, um, you know, associated with athletics or the football team. Uh, we're just talking about how they always made an effort to just be kind and just like interact and make friends with people who weren't uh, on the football team or other athletes. Uh, it was just tragic. Um, all of them had bright futures in, in football as well, uh, but also in their lives. Deshaun Perry was planning to, to get a master's next year and then get a doctorate uh, from Virginia, and he was going to get increased snaps. Lavelle Davis, as a freshman, his COVID year, was the number one receiver on the team as a true freshman. Towards ACL last year, uh, when we had the big year with Dontavion Wicks, Keaton Thompson, guys like that stepping up. Uh, so he was just still trying to recover from his injury with a new offense, trying to get his groove. He's definitely the third receiver on this team. He's going to be the number one receiver again next year. Uh, his life's gone. Uh, as well as Devin Chandler, who's going to be future punt returner, kick returner for us, and get more playing time next year. And then uh, Mike Hollins as well. Uh, I, I'll, I'll keep this brief. I don't want to drag on about this too long. Uh, but he um, was just starting to get things going, always really talented, highly recruited out of Louisiana. All indications is just how great of a guy he is as well. And he's truly a hero. As there was an interview with his uh, mom today, uh, where he was not shot immediately when he was on the bus. He was off the bus, and he got shot going back in the bus to try to save and help his teammates. Um, so he's truly a hero. He went through his operations. He is He's alert. He's conscious. He's going to be starting rehab in the next couple of days, expected to make a full recovery. So uh, thankful for that. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's really tragic. Uh, canceled their game against Coastal Carolina this weekend. Honestly, I'm going to be very surprised if they play Virginia Tech. I just kind of think the season's over. And as as it, honestly, if they if they decide that's what they want to do, I think that's like that that is probably a very wise decision. Just very sad. Um, this season for them just has not gone the way that they wanted to on the field and capped off with this. It's just tragic and it's really feel for. Tony Elliott, who has handled this and in a great way. And yeah, just really sad. But, you know, I don't think there's a lot of words to describe. I, I know for you, it hits further home. Yeah. Right. Uh, but obviously, um, really sad. Yeah. It's um, there's also, apart from the three football players that were shot and killed mm -hmm. and 
another football player that was shot but is making a recovery. There's another yeah. student, yeah, yeah. innocent girl, yeah, yeah. who was shot. And so mm-hmm. uh, she's expected she to... She has since been released from the hospital. Okay, like, good, good think, to hear. So Yeah, she was definitely, I mean, she was in an unstable condition. Uh, of course, she de- definitely deserves to be mentioned as well. It's a tragedy. She had to go through that. Well, we're glad she's okay. We're, we're no. very glad she's okay. Right. She's totally okay. It yeah. sounds like it sounds like it was very minor. Yeah. So. And we and it's just it's just sad that growing up in Virginia, where mm-hmm. um, again, two thousand seven, you have the Virginia Tech shootings. Yeah. Um. Now you have this, and between now and then, there's been multiple attempts or uh, yeah. or multiple tragedies. Between yeah, those many. two schools, right, yeah, and within yeah. Virginia, and of course throughout the country, right, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. issues with gun violence and whatnot. But we won't get too political, or no, or, or we no, won't get no. into that. But yeah, it's it's super sad. So um, yeah, we definitely uh, couldn't not mention. Yeah, no, I and, so. and no, uh, I, I was on board with that as well. So yeah, glad glad you mentioned it. And obviously, you're very close to the story and, and sources, and um, yeah, you know, you use follow these guys. You know, I knew who all these people were. I was just, uh, I remember Sunday night, kind of checking Twitter, seeing that there was a shooter, and then just rumors and mumblings of there was a fo- football players that the shooter attacked, and then speculation to who it was. And then in the morning, those being confirmed, it was just, it was just heartbreaking. Uh, guys with, I, I think it's just, it's, it's just shocking. It's more shocking. Um, you know, all of these tragedies are horrible, but especially it's like uh, guys that I've watched every Saturday knew of, um, you know, knew of them since they yeah, were freshmen, you're, you're since they were recruits. Yeah, I'm yeah. a fan. Um, and so it's it's a little more it's a little more stunning. Yeah. I'd say it's a little more real, even though I didn't know these people personally. Of yeah. course, I don't. Uh, but just all indications are they're just great people. Um, and it, it's truly a tragedy. Yeah, well, it's a sense of community. It's a shot at the community as well. And yeah. so uh, that, that's gone through way more than it should have over yeah. the years. So. And I think just to wrap things up and with this, uh, yeah. uh, there's there's more to life than the game, like in sports, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Obviously, we talk sports because we love it and we love, uh, we're very passionate about it. We play it, we watch it, we watch people talk about it, we talk about it, right? So. Um, just, uh, thanks for that little tribute there. Um, then, and, uh, uh, our condolences from B and T, um, to the affected community and families of, of Virginia. So let's, uh, let's, let's move on to our picks, um, that, uh, that we made, um, I'll, I'll go through my picks and then we'll add up the total and then. Uh, I felt like this week wasn't super eventful in regards to college football. Um, there's a couple of decent games, a couple of pretty big games. I feel like it was noteworthy for the Pac-12. Pac-12. That's the that's the like much. that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. SEC nothing really changed. No. Um, TCU established themselves. They might be a little more, a little more real than. I still don't think they're on the level of some of these other teams here at the top, but. Yeah. Um, you can't blame them for winning over and over and over again. You got to give them credit at some point. So yeah. I'm going to give them some credit. Yeah. So ha- having said that, 
go through my picks. I had Tulane uh, when they played UCF. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not cover or nor win. I had Oregon covering and they lost. Mm-hmm. I had TCU. I even said this. Not only they cover, but they outright win. Uh, that was my bold prediction. And my bold prediction, I don't know if I'll make this pick, but that they'll lose to Baylor. Yeah. That's, I've been calling that for for a bit now. But I got that one, so that's one. UNC at Wake, I had UNC, got that one. Mm-hmm. Then Liberty, after beating Arkansas, could not handle the Husky yeah. power. So I only had two, so that brings my total to 27 um, yeah. here, so plus two for me. Um, so I had LSU covering against Arkansas. Didn't happen, but they still won. Um, one where Vegas tricked me for sure. Uh, Tennessee covering against Missouri. Got that one right. I had Alabama covering against Ole Miss. That didn't happen. That was kind of a close game. Clemson did cover against Louisville, as I predicted. Uh, and then I'm pretty sure I had Baylor beating Kansas State, and the, yeah, no. So okay, I had plus? two this week. So you're still within striking distance. Yeah. Down four. I'm always in striking distance. I never strike. <laughs> um, but that's that's just what will keep me on my toes, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk. Uh, we. I mean, we already talked about TCU a little bit. Uh, a game that I thought would be a shootout was very much a defensive battle. In fact. What was there? There was a uh, Texas offensively was not present. Their only touchdown was a defensive one. Uh, but uh, Big Twelve, I, I we'll come back after next week, right? Um, I think that will be more telling if TCU somehow beats Baylor. Um, I think they're fully capable of, but just the way the yeah. Big Twelve is is very weird. I think. Uh, Baylor will give them a good game. They, it, it, it's it, in Waco. It feels very like uh, trap game. It, it also just feels like oh they got the big win this week. Now everyone's come around to their good team. Yeah. That's when teams lose. Exactly. Is in those spots. Exactly. Baylor coming off a bad loss. You know we'll save it for our picks, but yeah. I I think we're kind of on the same page there. Exactly. Except yeah. I continue to just pick against them every week, <laughs> and they never lose. So. Um. Yeah, uh, and then Alabama Ole Miss. Uh, that was a good game. Very, was a good, very game. good game. I I thought Alabama would win by more. Um, first half was all Ole Miss. Um, obviously there's a a fumble recovery that was huge, that um, very much helped um, Alabama get back into it. Yeah, uh, but. Um, it it just seems like against Alabama, you have to have endurance. It's a marathon, so even if you get out to a quick start, you have to be able to yeah pull them away. Yeah, and but that's the thing. That's very much easier said than done. But let's talk. Let's talk Pac twelve. Yeah, Alabama just has the horses that Ole Miss does not right now. Yeah. Um, but they put together a really good effort, really good game. Jackson Dart kind of got beat up out there, played pretty well, though. And their freshman running back, Judkins, that guy's a beast. Yeah. So, Pac-12. Pac-12. Um, 
I was shocked by this one. I was shocked that Washington not only covered but beat them. Yeah, yeah. And beat Oregon in Autzen Stadium, and that's a huge win. That's an absolute huge win. Uh, Oregon had a pretty big third quarter to, and going into the fourth, you know, they had a lead, but uh, I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to analyze that game. Uh, I don't either. I think it's just one of those games where it's just. You know, Oregon didn't play great. Washington took advantage of it, and it cost them a shot at the playoff. Yeah. And so now the question is, so we already know it's going to be Georgia, either Ohio State or Michigan. Yeah. Probably Ohio State. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Tennessee. And what we thought was Oregon – is now either going to be TCU, which I don't think it will be, but it'll either be TCU or USC, if you would, or LSU, or it's for we. I I I agree with you on that. It shouldn't be. Yeah. But if they win the SEC, it will be. If they, if but they, they won't. So yeah. it won't matter. If if they win the S the SEC again, which they won't. <laughs> in this hypothetical fantasy world where they do, which yeah. even in then I don't see them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's the only way. Yeah. I think to, we gotta also mention UCLA was very much in that conversation and they blew it as well. UCLA Along with Oregon, they lost to Arizona. Oh yeah. That's, at home. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's. The, whatever. the home field advantage at yeah. UCLA is not. Speaking that. of which, they sold out the Rose Bowl for USC this weekend. Wow. So that should be a fun game. A huge game. Uh, but I wonder if that's more like people like that are actual fans or if it's just more of like a clout social event. Big, yeah. Two big schools in the LA area. Um, is there. Is there any chance Utah? If if Utah wins nope. out, wins Pac twelve. Nope. They'll go to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And then lose and then brag about it. And they'll lose to Michigan. Yeah. Who won't have all of their players. Um they'll be like, look at us, we're great. And then they'll go ten two next year. When the Pac twelve losing. <laughs> um so the Pac-12's only chance is USC. The yep. only loss is a road loss to Utah mm-hmm. by one point in mm-hmm. which Utah went for two. Great game, fun game. Yeah, um, it's just super hard to play at Utah. So it's like I almost like that. I a very excusable five yeah. in my eyes. Yeah, I wonder. This is what interests me as far as rankings, like. And I know Alabama has no chance at getting in the playoff now, but you look at – they have two losses. One is to Tennessee off last-second field goal, and the other one is a two-point conversion. In overtime. Overtime. Lost to LSU on the road. Where LSU – you look at Alabama's two losses versus LSU's two losses to – 
Tennessee, which is pretty understandable, but by a much larger margin, and they were at home. And then to a Florida State team, again, it was the first game of the season. It was like a weird ending. Uh, they tie, they have a chance to tie it last second. They get a touchdown, extra point blocked. But looking back, it's like you look at Alabama, LSU, mm. and like it's pretty even. Yeah, and uh, you know when you go head to head, yeah, on that. Alabama's just better. I think so. You know, but it's it, their but it's overall just, resume is better. Exactly, their overall resume is better, but it's hard because they lost to LSU like head to head, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's hard. You can't really argue much with that. But I really think no two lost teams should ever make it. Agreed. In um, the four in the four team format. Yeah. So so that that's fair. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious to see. USC. Um, I don't think that I don't. Right now, we're kind of talking about it, but like I just am guessing that it's all going to sort itself out in the next couple weeks in a way in which there's not much of a surprise. Yeah, I think. Uh, and you know, USC. I mean, so they they beat Colorado pretty good. That's not surprising. They play. Uh, this week against they're not, UCLA, they're not gonna do it. They're not going to do it. You don't think USC is going to win out? No, they got UCLA and they got Notre Dame, and then Notre Dame, and then they'd have to play a Utah or Oregon, UCLA or Oregon. is Washington in that mix now for a Pac-12 championship? That's a good question. It's more like I think they go. I think there's a good chance they go two and one in those games. Yeah, Washington's in that conversation. It looks it very very slim, if not none. It, it's it's funny because the Pac-12 circle. Yeah, no, they definitely can't. They definitely can't. Okay, the Pac-12 like each team mm-hmm. has lost like it's, it's cannibalism. Yeah, it, it literally is cannibalism. Each team has lost. Not literally, but. Sorry, football cannibalism. <laughs> just wanted to clarify for our listeners that they are not. If there each other. is a listener who works for the FBI, who legitimately thought that we knew of cannibalism yeah. occurring, um, that is not true. There's not. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm. I, there's a couple big games this week that I'm pretty excited for. Um, oh, let's see. Again, TCU Baylor. I think will be a much better game than people think. Uh, UCLA, USC, obviously. Oregon, Utah. Oregon, Utah is gonna be great. That that where is uh, game day this week? I think they might be in the middle of nowhere. Oh, they, they, they went to Montana. They're they're going to Montana. Yeah. Um, because they just alternate between because they're like we want to go to the same three teams multiple times, so we're gonna offset that. By instead of going to a lower P5 team, we're just going to go to the middle of nowhere. To FCS or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, USC, UCLA, Utah, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And then even games like Ole Miss, Arkansas. I think it's in Fayetteville. I think that'll be a pretty close game. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Which normally that's an awesome game. This year, it's going to be kind of yeah, a letdown. I I'll I'll save it for this next for our next episode actually. Well, I'm 
gonna say, but I think uh, I, I'm I'm not I I'm I'm not gonna say I'm proud, but I'm not upset that I made the take that Dylan Gabriel is better than Caleb Williams, and Dylan Gabriel has been out with some injuries here and there, but um, I'll say that Caleb Williams is better. Yeah, I think I think the take it was very hot at the time, and now it's less hot, but probably still hasn't come to fruition. And, and yeah, I, I still think Dylan Gabriel's a good quarterback, and there yeah. could be a potential right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they got to get but themselves. But Williams was there; he had things rolling for him. Probably exactly. a better situation, you know. But still. yeah. So anyway, let's uh. Let's try to wrap up the show here. Anything noteworthy in the NFL? Um, my lock. Bills. My oh yes. Um, we'll talk that. My lock of the week, miss per usual. Don't yeah. even know why I still do it. Um, but that Bills Vikings game was probably the best game of the year. Oh, no, not even close. Yeah. Past couple years. Maybe. Potentially, I, I think it is the best game since that Chiefs Bills playoff game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that was an awesome game. Um, I think that um, Vikings Bills. I think we got to talk. Commanders beat the Eagles. Eagles are now are no longer undefeated, which yeah. I think it was time. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be the Commanders on the road that would beat the Eagles. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles, though, go on a losing streak. Um, and let's see. The Eagles, they have they have these games that I feel like they should win, but they might not. They play the Colts, play the Packers, play the Titans, uh, and the Giants. Those are the next few games. I could see them losing all four. But also, obviously, I could see them get like winning all all of them. They're just Yeah. They I was skeptical of them, but yet they kept on winning, so then I gave in to you know what, maybe they are just very good. And I don't know, they just looked you know, they finally hit that point. So I think this next game against the Colts will be very telling of how they'll bounce back. Yeah. Um but Which I, I don't expect it to. Yeah, I think they ran into some like Heineke magic. That was all. I mean, they didn't play great, but losses happen. Yeah, it was bound to happen. Yeah, but uh, they're not an undefeated record team. Yeah, no, but they're definitely they're very very good. Definitely very good. Um, yeah, let's let's talk a little Vikings Bills then, because again, that was like one of the best games. Yeah, amazing. Uh, Bills had every chance. Oh, well, let's put this: Vikings had a chance. To win. Everyone had many chances. Everyone had many chances. Vikings go down, down four. They have it on the on the goal line, first and goal. There's a pretty crucial sack that brought them back. And then um there's a it was second and goal, and then they had a sack that brought them way back. Yeah. Then they got some of those yards back on third on and goal. Je- on Jefferson, like getting to like the Half yard long. Yeah. Then Kirk. That they thought thought was a touchdown. It was ruled a touchdown. It was ruled a touchdown, but then they made the right call. Yeah. 
I think it was the right call on the field, and then yeah, they yeah. confirmed it. They or could. no, or did they reverse it? I, I think I, I think, think it was, it was a, I think it was called touchdown. They said it wasn't. Yeah, but which was the right call? It was yeah, yeah, it was not yeah. a touchdown. He was short. Yeah, Kirk Cousins gets stuffed, and then uh, the Bills get the ball. The game is over. Yeah, or Josh Allen. Josh Allen fumbles the snap on the one yard mm-hmm. line. Oh, and then on the fourth down, Kirk Cousins got stuffed. Yeah, yeah. On the QB sneak. Yeah. And then it was on that first and goal, or first and ten on their own inch line practically. Josh Allen not only gets tackled in the end zone, but loses the ball. He does. You just can't. He fumble. He, he he does the worst thing you can do. I, it was it was at the snapper's fault. That Josh Allen. I don't know. Yeah, it was Josh. Josh Allen. Well, was, yeah. I I hate to. Yeah, Josh Allen. Josh Allen does the absolute worst thing he a can do. A safety probably would have been fine. Yeah, a safety actually. Yeah. You know, it's not that, ideal, but you probably still win. Yeah. Um. Because they're up by four, I believe. Yeah. So then a field goal would win it. Yeah. Even a safety, it sucks, but. You're getting the ball out. Um, yeah. Vikings go. They recover. Touchdown. Take the lead. with, And then... 40-ish seconds left. Bills have no timeouts. They have some big plays. One of which should not have counted. The yeah, Gabriel, uh, Davis Gabriel Davis catch was not a catch. Yeah, yeah. But, obviously, um, there's no, no timeouts by anyone. Can't challenge it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I would I would think that like you could still review that. I, think, I don't know what the rules I think, are in the NFL. I think they were just going so quick they just snapped it. And, they just hadn't reviewed it. And yeah. So then they get a field goal, and then both teams get possession and overtime. Yep. And Vikings kick a field goal. Uh, then there's a throwing interception by Josh Allen in the game. That's right. That's right. So. Essentially, essentially, I think. Um, I mean, that was one of those awesome game too. Justin Jefferson, on the drive and leading up to the fourth and goal where Kirk Cousins gets stuffed, Justin Jefferson has a catch that is an all timer because it was fourth down, fourth and long. It was desperation. Probably should have been picked. Amazing one handed grab. They keep them alive. That that was just awesome. Um, yeah. If you haven't seen it, just go look it up. Uh, I think the Bills. I mean, the Bills are struggling recently, and it's happens with teams. They're very injured on defense. Yeah, it, it happens. And Josh Allen's injured. Yeah, they, you know, you lose to the Jets, which isn't a terrible loss. It's on the road as well, uh, and then you have a tough game at home against the Vikings, which I don't think is a bad loss. If you lose to the Vikings, but yeah. the Bills should have won. That's that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. The Bills should have won. So I think that in the Vikings, Kirk Cousins is just I don't know how to describe him. He's a good quarterback, but for some reason he's just turns into his prime time. Yeah, like Tom. One PM. Well, why why did we even doubt Kirk Cousins then? Yeah, if it was yeah. one PM Eastern. Yeah. Um. But. I mean, other there's really no analysis. That was just a good game that the Bills should have won, but they didn't. And Vikings made some big plays. And 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, again, my lock of the week sucked. Mine did too. I had the Cowboys. The Packers bounced back. Which um, was also a pretty interesting game. Yeah, it was. Also went to overtime. Um, Packers are just a weird team. Yeah. Something tells me that they... So are the Bucks. Yeah. Something tells me those two guys, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, they're just not done yet. You know, all the signs no. point. All signs point to them being done, but I just see them. A lot. The Green Bay, Tampa Bay is in a great position. They're probably going to win the division. Green Bay's dug themselves in a huge hole. So to make the playoffs, they need... They basically would need to win almost every game. And that's just wild card. Yeah. So I'm winning the division. Yeah, no, that's out of the question, I feel like, at this point. So, so well, I guess we'll just see what happens. And yeah. Nice, gritty Lions win. Justin Fields is that guy. He's really good for the Lions winning. Justin there. Fields has had a very good past few weeks. In fact, I yeah. believe he set a new record for the most rush yards by QB over the course of five games. Which was fat over five fifty, yeah. about five fifty, and that's impressive for as big of a guy as he is, and for how bad the Bears are. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> he's just kind of like put the team on his back a little bit here. You got to feel great if you're a Bears fan. It was a win-win situation. Justin Fields is obviously the guy played well, but you don't really care if you win right now because your team still kind of stinks. And the Lions need to win some games. Yeah. First road win under Dan Campbell with the Lions. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, two in a row yeah. for the Lions. That was fun. And that's about it. That's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, we won't get into NBA because there's just there's so really much. nothing to talk about. Uh, my Jazz have lost now three in a row. Yeah. Um, they dropped to the Wizards, then to. Embiid, who had a Wilt Chamberlain-like stat line of 59 points, like 11 boards, 9 assists, and 7 blocks. Um, so he is officially the, the new owner of the Jazz. And the Jazz lost one to a bad Knicks team yesterday. So I will be present uh, this Friday when they play the Suns, which is no easy task. Yeah. But maybe I will bring some good luck or bad luck. So, uh, it's more about the Jazz, but um, really, yeah, nothing noteworthy in the NBA for now. So, um, yeah, until next time. Yep. Till next time. time. All right. See you guys. See you.